Welcome back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. This is Twanda. And this is Rumel. Hey, Rumel. Hey, girl. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. So, matter of fact, it's been kind of cool that in addition to chatting here to do our podcast stuff, we mm-hmm. are regularly on Clubhouse. Yes talking with a group of ladies about things you know we want to talk about right right clubhouse has been a lot of fun and i enjoy talking about stuff that women basically over 40 um can relate to right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we're there every monday night at eight in case y'all want to join us we're there hanging out and the um, we're speaking club yeah, the we're speaking. I sisterhood. Like that. Is we're speaking yeah, sisterhood? Yeah, we, we're speaking sisterhood. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. So I love being there at 8 o'clock on Monday Monday evenings. But um, what was it, two weekends ago, week uh, Mondays ago, we were talking about all the things that happen with our body during menopause. Yeah, that's the big M word. Yeah. Have you noticed that things we don't particularly like with our bodies have the word men in it? Like menstruation and menopause. I mean, no, I mean, we are women. So I'm just saying there's like a connection there. Uh, uh, Yeah, that's hilarious. I hadn't (laughs) thought about that, but that's hilarious. No, you're right, though. Well, what I wanted to do, like what I want to know from you, what Uh did your mom do to prepare you for menopause now I don't want to make it sound like we're blaming moms am I am I blaming moms I might be blaming moms no but you know what I I don't think it's our mom's fault okay because my mom didn't tell me anything like I nothing just, um like oh I got a hot flash is that something I mean <laughs> no no that is nothing <laughs> actually though actually my mom Okay, so before I asked questions, uh-huh. I just knew she had hot flashes, that she mm-hmm. started menopause early, like okay. before 40 or at the beginning of 40, something like that. And that's early. That's, that's early. early. Yeah. And she didn't she didn't complain a lot. My mom's not a complainer anyway. So right. there's that. So she didn't uh-huh. complain a lot which is going to be very different from when you hear my story where I complain a whole heck of a lot. <laughs> so we're very, it was very different. So my mom uh-huh. just didn't say a whole lot about it until I asked her some questions after I started having my own symptoms. Right. So um, I will say that during our session in Clubhouse, when we were talking about menopause, we had on the line there and one of our Clubhouse members, mm-hmm. founders, as Dr. Stephanie Brown. And that name probably sounds familiar because we did have an episode about leveling up. Um, yes. And Dr. Stephanie Brown was our guest on that episode. Well, she's our, our co-founder for the We're Speaking Sisterhood and Clubhouse. And I wrote down some notes from what she shared as a doctor who focuses on women's health. Um, right. She had some things to share with us and helping us clarify and understand she did not give medical advice so I don't want you to think anything I say here today 
uh, repeat from her is actual <laughs> medical advice, yes. but it was something for clarity. And so I thought I'd bring in some yeah. notes that I took so that um, then share it with you all. And one of the things I wanted to share was that Dr. Stephanie said that your experience with menopause and when you get it is going to be similar to your closest female relatives. Right, right. And I think that to be true for me and my mom, although we do not speak about it. Y'all still I haven't, haven't talked about it even after the me after we've talked about it so much? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But I also want to say this. I want to say before we really get started is if you are even at the beginnings of menopause one of the first things you need to do is go to the doctor and start having the conversation with your doctor and we're here and we're talking about um, menopause and we've used Dr. Stephanie's words in this episode but it's important we need to go to the doctor um, when we first start going through this process and hopefully this conversation will help you through getting some of the questions answered that you might have with your doctor but Back to um, your question. No, I did not have a conversation with my mother, even in spite of the conversation that we had on Clubhouse. I just know that one of my mother's things, and as I say as a child, but I was fully grown when she Mm -hmm. was going through menopause, she itched all over. And like she was just scratching all the time? She was scratching all the time. And I did not understand that that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't have that on my notes of symptoms, no, by the way. No, but it, it, it itchy skin is one of the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what I get. Uh-huh. But I don't. I haven't had a lot of hot flashes. She had some hot flashes, but I've had warm flashes. Mm-hmm. So where I, I'll I'll feel like I might be getting a hot flash, but then it'll just dissipate and then it goes away. But the skin, the skin thing is like, sometimes it feels out of control. So you didn't know what it was when you saw it. At what point did you realize, oh, that's related to menopause? When I started scratching myself (laughs) uncontrollably. (laughs) And I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) Literally. Light bulb. No, seriously, that was it. I was, I was scratching uncontrollably and I was like, oh my gosh, I looked just like my mother right now. Wow. And that's when it was like, ding, ding, ding. Oh. We have a winner here. And so. so here's what my mom told me after I, I knew that we'd be having the clubhouse conversation on mm-hmm. menopause. So I decided to ask her in advance some things. Mm-hmm. Um, I did ask her a little bit before because I just started. I just realized I was smack dead in the mid- middle of menopause. It's It really hit me and I was like, oh crap, that's what's happening. But I, when I did talk to my mom about it, she said that hers started early. Well, I'm 47 this year. Didn't mm-hmm. feel, I mean, uh, I think she started maybe her late 30s. So it was really early for her. For her so yeah. for me, I'm like, woohoo, I dodged a bullet. I'm glad I didn't start that early. So I'm feeling good about that. And then she described her hot flashes as I can't remember the word she used but it did not sound as horrible as the 
trips to hell I was experiencing every 20 minutes that I call hot flashes. She described it as something like <laughs> like the the sun parted from the from the clouds and you feel the warm sun on your skin and no no I was taking oh roller coaster trips down to hell and back in my hot flashes. So it just wasn't the same thing. And so I was very disappointed. Can you breathe, Romel? Are you okay? <laughs> she can't breathe, y'all. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at you, but that is the most. You are so laughing at me right now. <laughs> it's the most descriptive <laughs> imagery I have ever had of a hot flash ever <laughs> in my life. That is hilarious. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. I yeah, didn't I'm gonna, I'm gonna forgive you for you. laughing at my pain. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. Okay, sorry. Come back. Um, my mom also told me uh-huh. that my grandmother and two of my aunts Mm -hmm. you know two of her sisters never had hot flashes now let me tell you something I should have talked to my other aunts about this to be sure my grandmother was uh she had so many kids she didn't have time to recognize a hot flash I don't know that she didn't have them I just like who has menopause and doesn't have a hot flash I think the woman was too busy. She had too many kids. She had, you know, demanding family structure and life. I, I swear, I don't, I don't believe that. Well, I just don't I believe that. I haven't had a hot flash yet. Well, maybe so. you're not going through yet. Like you're, you started. Hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Nope, that's not what I meant to say. What I'm <laughs> saying is, you should look. You should see the look she is giving me right now through Zoom. So, <laughs> I, um. I don't know how it starts. Like, I don't know what symptom is the first symptom. I can't tell you when I had my first symptom because I ignored my first symptoms and mm-hmm. didn't even think about them as symptoms for menopause. I just said, eh, my body's doing something different, you know. And so wait, wait, you can't yeah. you can't just skip over that. So what, what were those things? What were those things? What were the things you ignored? Um, well, okay. So I recognize I ignored them as soon as I started skipping my, I had consecutive months skipping my period. And I was like, what? Okay. Now I'm in menopause. And mine came with hot flashes. It was like, it, it, it landed on my doorstep. There was no denying that you skipped a period. I was like, wow, my period is like two weeks late. This is, you know, interesting. And then hot flashes were like, here's why, here's why, here's your ticket to hell in the back. 16 times a day. Let's go. Yeah. So, so I, I ignored or I didn't really think much about the fact that my cycle wasn't on a regular schedule. Mm-hmm. It had been pretty regular. I never had to pay that much attention to it. It was usually, it didn't, didn't skip months normally and it's not particularly late, but it started moving on when, what day I would normally come on my period. And I was like, mm-hmm. ah, I'm late today or I'm early. Most of the time it'd be early. I never had to be worried late as much as it'd be like, wow, started early this month. Did I do that twice this month? Yeah, little things yeah. like that happen. Yeah. I never thought once to ask my doctor about it. I was just like, eh, it still came, so I'm good, right? Check. Check. And then <laughs> yeah. the way my cramps would affect me before my cycle started. It's, there was one time, and I did ask my doctor about this. I was like, instead of having the cramps I'm used to, 
like I was getting this pain in my butt. And this was appropriate that it was a pain in the butt, right? And she said, no, that's actually your cramps. You know, that's your cramps Uh expressing themselves differently. She didn't say because of menopause. She just said the way your cramps come across, that could could change. I I went Uh through headaches before my cycle and I had Uh migraines at one time, but then it changed to, you know, my lower back ache, you know, just different things. And I didn't catch on. Mm-hmm. to that and I completely and this might have been me being the queen of denial right I think I started getting hair growing on my chin and oh. I would just get annoyed and mad you're not supposed to do that face you know you're right. not supposed to grow hair right here and I'd pluck it I'm, I'm not a pl- I cannot stand pain like that I did not pluck it I just shaved it off I got this little thing I keep in my purse it looks like a um a lipstick and it just zoom, and it just goes away and I keep it in my purse because I'm so terrified that somebody's gonna see that I have a hair and it's just like two or three hairs now two hairs on my face in different places that are just annoying and they grow really fast oh man and I just didn't put these together and say oh you're going through menopause I just thought my body was fighting against me and torturing me and making things harder (laughs) yeah it's kind of yeah when you put it all together in a nice little package it does present itself as like hey girl (laughs) and there's some other things that I was experiencing that I just don't want to talk to y'all about (laughs) I don't because when the truth is I think there are that might be the reason why our parents didn't talk about it so much. There's got to be a reason why I didn't feel prepared for this. When I was coming on my period, mm-hmm. I had pamphlets and my friends mm-hmm. were all talking about it. Heck, we were even kind of looking forward to it because it meant something. I am yeah. coming into womanhood. I got my period. Like It wasn't. It wasn't a bad thing. It, it felt like a good thing until we got it. And then we were like, oh, every month. But still. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Before, I felt like I was better prepared for a period. I was waiting for it. I was looking for it, you know? And, yeah. And this is not it. This is different. We yeah, don't talk about it. I don't think it. we don't. I don't think we talk about it. I don't. And then, okay. So I think part of it is, is that generation, gener Generationally, generationally, yeah, you got that. that. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that we don't talk about it because I think our parents and their parents they just didn't talk about things that were of the personal like nature, like what's yeah. going on with your body. And then if you don't have that conversation, like your girlfriends, we're all going through it at like the same time. It's kind of like, wait a minute, what? What's going on? And if you're lucky, you have people that you can commiserate with, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I just did not. I and my mother, I think, is a pretty open person. But as her child, I don't think she was just trying to. She was probably just trying to survive it. She was probably just trying to get through a day to day rather than have some big old conversation with me about her hot flashes for the day. And I probably wouldn't have been interested in that moment, (laughs) to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I probably would have been like, take your hot flash. I don't want none. And, (laughs) you know, I want to hear about that. Yeah, Nobody's looking forward to that. No, I mean, I, 
I remember having um, she was a friend who was um, older than me, and we we weren't friends. We were more acquaintances. Mm-hmm. She used to look work at the restaurant, and so she would go into the refrigerator <laughs> because she would have a hot flash. She'd be like, "Ramel, I'm gonna be back. I gotta go to the refrigerator." And so, and I used to think it was so funny, but now, eighteen years later, it ain't funny. I'm like, That's not funny. I understand now. Yeah, understand. it makes it makes plenty of sense. Yeah, <laughs> even though I haven't really experienced hot flashes like that. I understand the feeling like your body, you feel almost like your body is assaulting you in that moment, which Mm -hmm. I I know that's what you kind of feel like it's fighting you, but it also has to be so frustrating. Like, you know, that it's a part of womanhood, womanhood life, the life that we have. Yeah. It's not something that we should be ashamed of, but it's also one of those things. It also feels very private. It you feels know. private. It's not pretty. It's not. Mm-mm. We know a lot of people have mental issues that come along with it. And there's some research and, and studies about, you know, well, hormones really do control everything in your body. So, of course, yeah. you would have some uh, mental, maybe psychological uh, experiences too. Some people experience mood swings, similar to mm-hmm. what we get even for periods. A lot of mm-hmm. women have that experience of, of mood swings, but there's also a feeling of depression. So if you're going through, uh, not everybody gets that, but when your body is going through these things, <laughs> these different symptoms, and mm-hmm. you don't have anybody else to talk about it, you're not sure, is this right? You know, yeah. is my body really doing that to me? And it's not, like I said, it, there's some not pretty parts of our symptoms that I've had that I'm not talking about on this, <laughs> on this, uh, on here. You're going to have to join me on world. some type of support group <laughs> where we could all talk about the ugly stuff, the extra ugly stuff. But there are other things. And just to to not know that that's expected and and here's what you can do about it or here's how you get through it. That can leave you feeling kind of sad or depressed or frustrated. Or even just feeling alone. Because yep. like even like what you went through is not what I'm going through and mm-hmm. vice versa, right? And so even though we might be able to commiserate about the overall process, right. we don't experience, we're not experiencing the same things. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I can't, ex- I can't, ex- I can't experience my the the roller coaster through hell and you're not experiencing my itching to like I want to scratch off all my skin you know it's it's completely different and that's the thing about menopause is it's different for every woman and even though our parent our mother or aunt or whatever may they might have shown us the way in terms of what it might, how it might present for us Mm -hmm. I'm sure that my menopause is different than my mother's you know, right. it still yeah. makes me want to have the conversation, like it, mm-hmm. I, realizing that, you know, I went to my daughter. And I was like, girl, menopause is no joke. It's ugly. When you want to talk about it, let me know. I will tell you all that I learned. If you, you know, so if you want to know stuff now, I'll let you know now. If you want to wait until later, you know, I'll, I'll bring it up to you. But I think what we can do now we can still do is talk to our relatives talk to our other women that we feel comfortable speaking to and really 
finding out. My mom told me when I, after I started having hot flashes, it it happened, by the way, the same month I skipped my first period mm-hmm. of menopause, I started mm-hmm. having hot flashes. And I was like, Mom, what do you do about these things? And you know what she said? What? Fan, putting ice on your wrist or your neck or something like that. And, you know, walking into the cool weather. Oh, it's wintertime. You can walk into... And I was like, there has got to be something else, right? And then she laughed with me. She was like, you know how night sweats and it just feels so good if you can just get one leg out the cover? And I'm like, yeah, that really does help. Ha, ha, ha. Now, how do I fix this? Because I don't want to keep sticking my foot out. That's not, that is not, that is how I deal with it. But how do I fix it? (laughs) Right. Well, you know what? I wish that someone had told me, including my doctor, (laughs) is that, that it is helpful to take uh, before you start going through mm-hmm. um, menopause, like five years before. This is what I heard mm-hmm. from another doctor, not Dr. Stephanie, but another doctor, is that to get a panel of what your hormone levels are um, like five years out right. and and then be able to track what it's doing because everybody's hormone levels are different. So my estrogen level is going to be different than your estrogen level. And when, if you choose to get replacement hormones, then you're just taking a stab that your hormones levels need to be at this level. What was normal for you, you know, and I, that just made a lot of sense to me, but no one ever said, right. You know, when I was 40, 42 or whatever, that that's something I should be looking out for. So I um, and uh, one of the things I did once I started having hot flashes and mm-hmm. missed a period or two, it's like, OK, doc, I'm coming in. <laughs> I right. need to know what's going on with my body. And she recommended a blood test. It was a um, a test called FSH. I think it stands for follicle stimulating hormone, hormone, mm-hmm. something like that. Okay. It's an FSH test that tests your hormones to see where you are in your menopause journey. At least okay. that's how I interpret it. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, I don't remember agreeing to it or or knowing that that was part but I actually have records from where they tested me early on earlier on so maybe right at 40 maybe Mm -hmm. right before 40 Mm -hmm. so I I do have some records on that and maybe it was just part of my regular blood work for my annual exams so I do have a somewhere to reference as a baseline but I never remembered anybody saying that's what we're looking for or that's right. why we took it and maybe because I had some thyroid issues at one time maybe they had to take it for that so I Could do be. have what may be a good baseline but mm-hmm. for everyone else listening you know Romel said it ask the doctor for a that that hormone test so you can get your baseline and um, I got it done so that I could see where I am because I was having hot flashes. So I'm like, okay, what does this mean? Right. And my and my hormones came back. Uh, my tests or my results showed that, yep, you're definitely in the thick of it, as if you've been doing this for a while. That's what she said uh, that it, it looked like. And that was a shock to you. I remember you were like, wait a minute. 
And she now now hold on the technical like one non medical way just way to know if you are in menopause is if you've had twelve consecutive months with no cycle no menstrual cycle Mm -hmm. and that's how they say you are definitely now you're post menopausal but menopause isn't just one event it's the pre menopause. It's the going through menopause, and then when everything stops, then you're postmenopausal. So when we talk about menopause, it includes all of that part right. of the journey. Right. And so uh, yeah, that's when I realized, to be honest, my records, my levels said that I was already postmenopausal. Right. And-, <laughs> and I was like, what? But then I started to go back and think about all the symptoms. I started reading, and I looked at the mm-hmm. symptoms, and I was like, oh, I have been shaving little hairs from my my chin for a while now. Oh, I have had cycle changes for a while now. And I just started checking them off. And it's like, oh, that's why that was happening to me. I didn't know what it was about. And I didn't want to tell anybody about it. I didn't want to talk about it. Right. But it was all related to, to menopause. So, yeah, I've definitely been going through this a while. Okay, well, do you have... I- you have a list of things that women generally experience. Yes, I took a list from our conversation earlier. Okay. And um, as I'm looking at it, I realize I, I put skin, I put elasticity of skin mm-hmm. um, because there's some lack of that. But mm-hmm. I didn't put the, oh, and I, um, I didn't put the, the itchy part. So the skin irritation, that was definitely something you dealt, dealt with. And then there's, I put hair on face. <laughs> hair loss mm-hmm. lack mm-hmm. of libido mm-hmm. incontinence vaginal mm-hmm. dryness mm-hmm. hot flashes and night sweats and mm-hmm. lack of sleep and that's all i have here but mm-hmm. i would not be surprised from what i have learned about the whole process it's yeah. that this list is long Oh yeah, and, you know there's there's a lot of different uh, symptoms that are here that that I probably have have missed. No, I'm I'm positive that there are like are night symptoms. sweats. Did you mention? You, I know we hot flashes about night and sweats, night sweats. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think night sweats are pretty much hot flashes at night <laughs> that wake you up. Yeah. What we learned from Doctor Stephanie and my doctor did this too. I do remember that because Dr. Stephanie said the same thing. So they agree, but I'm just hard-headed or something. And <laughs> they were saying, no, here's some things that you can do to take care of yourself while you're having these symptoms and to help you fight the symptoms. And this <laughs> is not yet. We haven't even gotten the medicines yet. I promise we're going to get to that part. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, they, the doctor said, um, deep breathing and meditation, mm-hmm. uh, relaxation techniques, a balanced diet adequate sleep, mm-hmm. exercise. And at that point, I was like, stop it. Guys, don't you realize you say that for every freaking thing, any question <laughs> that we can ask about our health. Wouldn't they say all of these things? I right. swear all of these things come up every single time. So I guess the good news is we know exactly what we need to heal ourselves in general. We should be doing all these things and stop fighting it. And these things will help us against uh, dealing with menopause as well uh, and our symptoms. So I'm going to go back because the exercise one included a nice little conversation. Oh, I should have got the pronunciation right. 
Okay. Kegels? Is it Kegel? Kegel exercises? I think so. I think yes. that's right. Now, when, when she said exercise, she actually meant just really physical exercise, cardio, mm-hmm. and and whatever you do for exercise. But then we got a little bit deeper in another conversation, and we talked about the Kegel exercises being helpful because I think we lose some uh, muscle or yeah, I think there's something vaginally uh, during this process, and Kegel exercises helped us keep get a handle of that and bring it's that back. The, I think it's the pelvic floor, if I'm not mistaken. That's true. Yeah, that's right. She yeah, mentioned that, and that this will also floor. help with any incontinence that comes mm-hmm. along with. Uh, right. So we talked, we had a conversation about yoni balls and yoni eggs and benoit balls. Yes, and how they can really help with. Right, building um, up that pelvic up floor. Mm-hmm. So I guess we need to like, uh, we might need to go buy some of these things and say how they well they're working. I'll okay. let you let me know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously. Now, this is the thing, though. Mm-hmm. I have gone to, uh, we have this festival, you know, pre-COVID, uh, mm-hmm. the African-American Cultural Festival here in downtown Raleigh. And I remember seeing this shop where they had these yoni eggs. Mm-hmm. And they had all different types of yoni eggs that were in different crystal stock. I mean, just and different sizes and and but nowhere. I guess I would love a little sign that says, "Ladies, this can help you when you're going through menopause. This could be good for you in life." I, I think there's this expectation that I was supposed to just know what they were. Yeah, and I didn't. I thought, you know, is this something for a better sexual pleasure? And not that I don't mind sexual pleasure, but when I'm trying to decide how I'm gonna spend my money at the festival, I just I wasn't. <laughs> that wasn't what I had in mind. Yeah, and they didn't have anything there to, to say, hey, ladies, this could be useful for. It was just mm-hmm. like I was supposed to know, and I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know. I it just goes back to. We have to learn how to be more open with our experiences. And I think the more that we do that, the more that we help each other. Mm-hmm. And I know it's been helpful for me to be able to talk to my girlfriends, even though we don't experience the same things. Mm-hmm. But just knowing that you're not in it alone. Right. You know, we're all doing the same thing at, at some level. I, yeah. I wanted to bring up this one last thing about uh, nutrition or the diet. Mm-hmm. Certain things that you eat or consume will set off hot flashes, which might explain <laughs> I why I was having so many trips to hell. Okay. <laughs> I apparently, see, I have coffee every morning. I don't have mm-hmm. it all through the day, but I have a cup of coffee every single morning. Mm-hmm. I was getting hot flashes. With my coffee, like mm-hmm. on the side, I should have just got a Danish, but no, I had a hot flash, and um, uh, that is because caffeine goes hand in hand with hot flashes. It just sets them off like a catalyst. Eat, drink, drink a soda, drink coffee, and open the door for the hot flash. That and alcohol. Oh. She's like a I mean, cup of just, coffee in the morning, a glass of wine in the at evening. At night, high flash city. I'm like, dang, <laughs> this is my lifestyle they're talking about. <laughs> I know. It's hard, especially if those, I mean, coffee is everywhere. Coffee yeah. is everywhere. 
Absolutely. And if you're, if you're not doing coffee, if you're drinking tea. Coke or, well, mo- oh, yeah, tea, if it's caffeinated. But, you know, if you have the Coke, the sodas and things yeah, like that, yeah. that people might drink during the day. And if that could so cause it, you yes. stay away from So that. I need to stop those things. Mm. I'm struggling with that. I don't know if you could tell, but I am struggling with that. It's like, man, this is my lifestyle. What? <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm going to work on it. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely yeah. going to work on it. But that yeah. does lead me into some of the suggestions that we have that I found some, as well as uh, what we heard um, when we did ask the doctor for some help. And my doctor talked to me as well. My mom said a suggestion. And so the first thing is I want to start with the natural or the more natural stuff. And Mm -hmm. so we heard of black cohash. My doctor mentioned this. Mm -hmm. My nutritionist mentioned this. Dr. Stephanie Brown mentioned this. Uh, Other people I've seen on Facebook groups, because, yeah, I'm on those Facebook groups, too, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, have have mentioned black cohash as Mm -hmm. a natural herb that helps with hot flashes. Right. And so... Yeah, and so that's one I have. A, I have a list of things that I'm going to try in my journey because I heard this journey could be like five, ten, more, ten or so years long to get to the postmenopausal stage. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, okay, black cohash is on my list. I still haven't tried it yet because I'm using some over-the-counter medicine that I got uh, from Costco. <laughs> it's just that they have a pharmacy, so I'm sure you can get right. other pharmacies, and it's called uh, Amberin. And that is specifically for menopause symptoms, like hot flashes. And after taking that for about a month and a half, I started feeling, I, I felt the difference. And I, my hot flashes reduced. And I mm-hmm. was excited about that until we had our meeting and I learned about some other methods to address the symptoms. And one of those was the bioidentical Oh, yes. Yeah. Treatment. Mm-hmm. And this is it's a non-prescription. I'm not sure if we can call it natural. I don't think it's natural, but it's non-prescription mm-hmm. method of uh, adjusting your hormone levels. It's not a hormone replacement because that is a prescriptive treatment option. But by bioidentical sounds to me like not only will it help with my symptoms like hot flashes, that's just the symptom that bothers me the most and is most um, that just stands out in my life in my regular work day. I've got other symptoms, mm-hmm. symptoms I didn't even realize were symptoms that I'm not really sure is being treated by the medicine that I'm on now. So right. I am interested in looking at the bioidentical treatment to try that for a while and see how my body responds to that is supposed to address more symptoms that I wasn't addressing before. And I was right. like, oh, I might be able to feel better than I feel right now. Right. So I'm going to be and, testing these out. Yeah, I think I think there are a lot of different things that are out there. And I think depending on the woman depends on how well they're mm-hmm. going to work out. And I think that's right for you to try to test them out. One of the things I'm, I just want to break for a second is one of the things we did not mention as a symptom is the weight gain. Uh, yeah, I was going to get to that. Were it's you? not okay. just a weight gain because your body doesn't lose weight the same way. 
Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, maybe my metabolism is really off, but there's something called like the, the menopause tummy. Yes. There's a, a certain, because menopause specifically helps you gain weight around the waistline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I represent that so much right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I definitely yeah. have that. Yeah. So there are some uh, medicines that, you know, address a lot of things in that weight and getting a better management of weight is one of those symptoms that some of these other methods are treating. So I would, yeah. I'm definitely wanting to look into that. My mom told me that mm-hmm. she finally, after throwing her leg out from under the cover and putting ice on her wrist. Like she finally Mm -hmm. started, she went to the doctor and she did the prescriptive hormone replacement therapy. Okay. And there had been some concern at one point in time. It's not that concern now that it could uh, raise your, you know, your susceptibility to, to breast cancer. So there's some, there's some concerns I would definitely have you do research with your doctor, but the the treatment that is out now, they know how to adjust your hormone level so that is not as much of a problem. That's an option I'd like to look at, but I just really didn't want to go straight, med, you know, medicine prescriptive if I didn't right. have to. Right. I'd like to try some other more natural methods if I could, mm-hmm. and if that's not working, my mom she swears by it. She was like. That took care of me. I felt so much better. And oh, so, nice. So it, it's probably a route that I could look at. I just want to make sure. Right, right. The more natural method before I go all the way over there. But it, I don't know. We'll see. I'll let you know. <laughs> I might have a really bad month and be like, you know what? I'm tired of visiting, visiting Satan. I'm going to <laughs> Cause I have to do something else. Yeah, it's it's it can be not fun, but I'm hoping that once we get on the other side of it, that that I don't know, we'll feel well, better. More is, see, free. that's like, the thing. Yeah, what, what's like, that? What do you feel when you get to the other side of it? I I am definitely looking forward to not having a cycle every month. month. Like mm-hmm. our our no no surprise cycles. Like that is some that's a benefit. Like that goes in the pros list <laughs> right on that column but i don't know what else goes in the pros list right now i'm just going to be completely honest with you i wish i could say that i am just wearing my aging um wearing my crown of aging beautifully and i'm just like sliding into it gracefully but this is not fun i don't like it at all i <laughs> i wish there was like a superpower that you get when you get on the other side or that you do get to wear a crown and everybody treats you special because you've gone through some crap in your life and you've made it like but i don't think there's any reward after well, that i just want you to do that for me please can you please wear wear a crown, a crown? yeah it'd be like you- this yeah i've yes. gone through crap in my life and now i deserve to wear this tiara all the freaking time. I think, yeah, that would be fun. I, I'll bring I, the camera. I need something. Yeah. Okay. You're laughing at me now. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm because, just saying. You know, you I, know I'm I don't, I'm camera. not looking forward. This is not, it's, it's not something I look forward to. And I wish there was something. I wish that the cons 
the pros and cons list looked a little bit different. You know, like yeah. you don't have a period. You don't have to worry about getting pregnant anymore. You can just have sex for fun. You know, yeah. <laughs> I wish there was like a longer list of, of that instead of, yep, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did that. Well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it all balances out. I think you know, our body knows what we, what we need eventually, you know what I mean? Like, so this is a process. It and, is, it is. It and be. so we'll, we'll accept it. I, let me tell you what I want. I want there to be some ladies out here who are listening to this episode who are in the postmenopausal stage and they can say, girl, this is freeing. I feel good. I did get a superpower. I don't know. I'd love to hear it. Like, yeah, make me feel better. I, I mean, if you have something that says, "Oh, it was it was tough for a while, but now I'm on the other side, and it is really a great place to be," said no woman ever. I just haven't heard that yet. So I want I'm I'm waiting for you, lady, to come and let us know that it's not so bad, right? Like you get over it, and and something great happens to you, or something. Help us out. I mean, our our moms survived and they are happy people right okay yeah they they survived it's, they didn't talk about it when they were going through it <laughs> no they didn't they didn't but you know i just i i know it's always hard going through something when you're going through it right yeah. so i'm optimistic that once we get through it we'll be like girl that was not fun but here we are let's go traveling <laughs> <laughs> you know like yeah it's just a process and yeah. and then we'll get past it and it'll be like yeah was, that sucked but okay things are good now let's uh, do this i mean i mean no more planning your no more planning your trip around when you think your cycle is gonna be on yeah that is nice yeah right because mm -hmm. i if you're a woman and you've ever planned a trip you have tried to plan it around Okay, wait. When is this? What time? What time of the month is that? Mm, that's not gonna work. Can we scoot that up two weeks before? That'd be great. Mm -hmm. Done it. I've I've absolutely done it. And then it's just because I've planned it, it'll just show up because you know what right. I mean. So, I mean, no, you guys. I mean, you're most of you listening. I imagine are, are women, so you know our tricks uh, that men might not have to know. There's certain birth control pills that you can take at a specific time to postpone your cycle from coming yeah or something just, like that you can control it and and there's ways and we need that because we want to go trip sometimes and not have to worry about bringing all the extra supplies and just having to deal with that process yeah, yeah, yeah. no one wants to do that that's too much no, we don't like mm -hmm. that that's not fun mm -mm. Mm -mm. okay i, I guess i can look forward to that thanks for mal welcome <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, I, I am so appreciative to have somebody to talk with this process. Um, yeah, with. it helps. I'm mm -hmm. laughing about it. So yeah, that's good. I know. I know. We just, you know, it's, we'll get through it. But I'm going to say this one more time. If you've listened to this point, I don't care where you are in the process. Make sure you are talking to your doctor. Make sure you're asking them about your different options. And if you don't feel comfortable with your doctor, get a new one. Amen. Now that's a yes. theme for us, actually. We've said that yeah. several times. If you We've can't talk that. to your doctor, get a new one. 
Yes. And if you haven't heard the episode with Dr. Uh, Simone Whitmore, she is from Bravo's, uh, Bravo TV, Married in Medicine. She spoke with us last year mm-hmm. about women going to the doctor. She would be the first to tell you, you shouldn't really be having conversation. You shouldn't be getting advice from your girlfriends. You should be getting <laughs> advice from your doctor. But it's okay to talk to your girlfriends. Because we're going to point you to your doctor. So it's, oh, it's all good. Mm-hmm. That's right. Get, get those, get your hormone levels checked. Get, do, let the doctor do what they do. But if you don't feel comfortable, get a new doctor. Amen to that. no sense to going through this and not having the support that you need medically. So that's, that was my spiel. I will now stepping down off of my soapbox. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. (laughs) Says the woman with a microphone in her face right now. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) That's hilarious. Well, we appreciate you guys so much for coming to listen and hang out with us today. We're talking about some, you know, really kind of personal stuff, but we're happy to share it with you if that will help you get um, through it or, you know, just to commiserate with this. Yeah. You know? oh, misery lights company. Loves it. Yeah. Loves it. All right. But we're not miserable. So we're going to move on. <laughs> That's <laughs> right? right. We're not miserable. All right. So until next time, we want to thank you and we'll talk to you later. Okay. So peace. Peace and, and blessings. blessings. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Girl Podcast. That's girl with three R's. And if you want to participate in our segment, Ask Your Girlfriends, email us at girlpodcast at gmail.com. That's girl with three R's. (laughs) So until next time, peace Peace and and blessings. blessings.